Hi everyone, my name is Amanda Lise Love and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist and today's guest is Lelise. So welcome to the show. Hi Amanda, lovely to talk to you at last. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. So I always ask the question, how did you get started in what you're doing today? Accidentally. <laughs> Look, if you ask me, any time in my life, if ever I want to be a counselor or a coach or helping other people like this, it, it, it's never been a dream of mine. It's never been anywhere on the radar that I could do something like this. I, I honestly don't think I was equipped to do something like this because I've always been extremely shy and very, very private. I, I don't even know who I am now because this is just so much not who I, who I was. But... I, because of my trauma-informed um, outlooks, which you know, is what most of us do walk around with, bringing our trauma, our generational trauma with us, I managed to get to the stage where my relationship was completely messed up. I was so attached to my husband that I fell apart and went into helpless and hopeless. And in the end, I was really... Um, just a little puddle. I was roadkill. So it made me ready to think differently and to and and to change a lot of things about my life. So it was an accident. Life happened. And you talk about trauma and stuff, and that's what you help people with is their trauma. Yeah, I do, in a way. It's, it's really unresolved trauma. Uh, it's, a, it's a trauma we don't know about most of the time. Some of us know about our trauma, and the, but most of us have normalized it or say, say it is not so important. Other people have got it worse, you know, let me just smile and be okay and focus on the good things. And we forget that we carry around trauma, which has really been coming for generations. So it's our parents and their parents before them, they have certain outlooks and they have certain behaviors that are all depending on the amount of trauma that they are storing in their outlooks and their family, in their history, in their behavior. And if nobody along the line got any help with it, which obvious, you know, people didn't have the amount of help that we have nowadays. Help was just not, it was like work, carry on, make do the best you can. And now we can actually fix it, but up to now, it's really been carried over, carried over, carried over. And then you get a lot of stuff happening. So we have any kind of addictions, any kinds of award, any separation, parents dying too young uh, while you are young. All of these things leave wounds. And sometimes if you go to a a boarding school too young. So there are various reasons why you would carry all these coping skills in you. That is just generation after generation of just coping, not thriving. So with all of that comes traumas, but some of the traumas are big and some of the traumas are small. I mean, we call it big T traumas and small T traumas. The small T, T, T traumas, we just skip over, but that doesn't mean they didn't happen. We, we like, you know, it sucks, but you know, who am I to complain? And we just carry on. But if you are small, 
three years or five years or seven or nine or 12. If you are small, you don't have the skills to really just skip over it. You keep it somewhere in your body. You keep it somewhere in your subconscious. And then it comes out later in life. So we, we are not supposed to skip over traumas. We're supposed to work through it. But because so many of them happened in childhood, in adulthood, we, we either don't remember them or we have just packed it away. That's interesting. And why kind of like big, what are like big traumas that you think? And what are small traumas? Okay, or so big traumas. Yes, no, no. Big traumas are normally somebody died. Um, very harsh treatment, uh, nonstop harsh treatment. But even that, you know, even that, especially men can normalize that. That's just how men are, you know. So men, men can do that. Instead of saying this was harsh treatment, they can just say, my dad was just like that, you know, and it made me a man. So even that right. can be normalized. We can literally normalize anything we want to. I had a client who said to me, I don't know why I'm here, because I had a happy childhood. I said, oh, okay, interesting. And she fought a little bit and she said to me, oh, except for that time when my father tried to, to kill us, himself and all of us. And that was, that was normalized. That was yeah. not seen as a trauma because the family ignored it away. Yeah. And when the family ignores something away, but the kid is going to ignore it away. But it is more often the, the harsher, the harsher ones, the big losses, the accidents, the loss of a home. Those ones are the ones we remember more easily. And do people realize that they have trauma or does it just catch up with them eventually? So with trauma, um, do people realize that um, that they're dealing with it or does it take years and years and then it comes to a front? A lot of people don't know that they are dealing with trauma. A lot of people have normalized it so much that they barely notice it. It, it will come out in two things. The one is our reactivity, and our reactivity is being irritated with things and blowing up about stuff, and being very definite about our outlooks, and it has to be like this. The perfectionism that we are carrying around, um, it, it will come out in our relationships. Our relationships suffer if we have outlooks that are based in trauma because it's going to make us cling too tight or fear connection. It's going to make us controlling or withdrawing, and sometimes all of us. And um, so that the, the trauma, I mean, trauma obviously will also go and sit in our bodies if we haven't, have not dealt with it. And that is the stuff where, where, you know, your line of work comes in with stuff like autoimmune diseases are all collected to how much trauma we are still storing in our lives. So we can 
our we can make our life sour. We can make our life hard. We can make our life unsupported if we don't work through our trauma. It's it's literally everybody has got some trauma that are stored away. It's just that not everybody is willing to go there because sometimes your life has to be hard. Sometimes you have to have like me. You have to have a relationship go away, or sometimes it's a disease that's going to stop you. The rest of us live in oblivion until it catches up with us. And I wish we could, Robert, have like masterclasses. Let's just, before we go into the world, let's just all go do a mental health masterclass. We learn how to release this. We learn to get healthy, healthy coping skills. We learn how to change our outlook so that we are more empowering. We learn how to speak. We learn how to have boundaries, you know. There should be masterclasses like that for everyone. But we don't, we bumble along and there's a stigma on, on, on fixing our mental health when the whole world should be getting it. I think, yeah, it's true. And, and like mental health is getting pushed right now, but it's still people don't know what to do and they don't have those boundaries. Yeah. It's true. So what I'm working with is called adult child syndrome. And what it basically means is that sometime in your life, you had to be a little adult. You had to grow up too soon. You had to either parent yourself or parent your, your siblings or parent your parents. Even if it was for a short time, even if it wasn't your entire childhood, even if it was for a short time when you took that responsibility on you not to be a child, you would have put certain coping skills in, in place in your life. Now, those coping skills, they are not, actually not coping skills, you know, they are just mechanisms because they're not skills. Those coping mechanisms, you believe in them so much because you made them so small that they become your life rule. And they only manage to get you grown up. They don't manage to let you live easily in the world because they are not communication skills. You're too young to learn that if you haven't, if, if nobody taught you those, they don't teach you how to love yourself and appreciate yourself and have self-esteem. That's not what we get from trauma. We, we, we will learn how to work hard and, and work harder and harder. And we will learn how to push ourselves and punish ourselves and be hard on ourselves and be hard on other people. And we can even, even be extremely successful because of that. But it doesn't mean that we are, are loving ourselves and liking ourselves and getting support and knowing how to ask for support and take it in. So all of those important things, those don't happen. The achievements can happen. So if people are high achieving, everything else can be hidden underneath it. But most likely, relationships are still going to, to, to suffer. So in the end, I'm a relationship coach because so many people with adult child syndrome have relationships problems. But it's not really the relationship that needs fixing. It's really the people in the relationship that needs fixing, that needs to learn how to leave behind their childhood coping mechanisms so that they can have thriving skills and learn how to communicate better and learn how to be adults in a relationship. And relationships are so important, but you 
but if you're holding on to that childhood trauma you're you might not be able to have that relationship with that person yeah but you see the things what happens is that we have relationships with absolutely everybody in our life so we have relationships with our family and we have relationships with our friends and with the people we work with and whatever we do in our close personal relationship is the same patterns that we keep on repeating we repeat the same things with everyone if we are a people pleaser we are a people pleaser of everyone yeah if we are reactive and harsh and get angry easily we do that with everyone so when we fix our pattern in one kind of relationship we fix it in all areas of our life so if we get more successful in personal relationships besides the fact that it makes us happier and when we are happier we are healthier and we achieve more just by fixing the, the relationship we learn how to fix all our other relationships so and, and a lot of it comes down to communication and understanding ourselves and learning to love and accept ourselves i as you were talking i i recognize what you're saying because like i have a family member and it's just like i don't know if they're happy even though they have all these things and it totally makes sense to me and stuff that you got to work on yourself and figure it out and get the help you need with that well it's like you know i mean i hope so so we've got this book coming out this week right so yeah. and our book is from trauma to time and you're one of the authors uh, i mean that's exciting to be yeah. an author and and i mean i really loved your chapter and i hope everybody's going to read it because even when i interviewed you for our summit trauma to triumph you didn't tell the full story and i was so surprised when i read your book i read your chapter and here's yeah. your full story you know i couldn't pull it out of you because you were not ready at the time and then you became more ready and then you shared your story and just through sharing that story we, we get a new layer of healing and we become free of it and that sharing of our story that is so important once we start sharing our story it loses its power over over us and then we can start helping other people with our story which is basically how i on, can answer your first question this is how i ended up here doing this work because i healed myself and because i healed myself i understand it from the inside i know how it is to have a body that fell apart um to be completely burned out i know how it is to be in post-traumatic stress disorder be in shock i know how it is to start from scratch with a brain that's not even working to unable to focus completely traumatized and start from there and learn to love myself and learn to accept myself find answers find answers for my body find answers for my outlook find answers how to communicate how to put boundaries how more than anything else love myself love myself accept myself that's that's how I end up here because I had to do all those things myself and, and then we tell our stories and then it's a powerful tool to help other people. Yeah, and it was it's interesting because you told me that and I didn't realize I had opened up so much more and it's only been like a year since we did that interview and stuff. But it it shows 
that you can get past whatever you've gone through and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I think your story is very powerful. I, I hope everyone's going to read it because it, that connection with the body and the mind to understand that the more pain and powerlessness you internalize, I mean, you're literally turning it against yourself because who are you? Who else are you going to turn it against? When you're that small, you cannot turn it against anybody else because you depend on everybody else to grow up. And then you in the end really do that's an auto, autoimmune disease is the body turning on itself. And when you understand how the, the subconscious work, how the brain work of, of a, a little person, we have no choice but to blame ourselves. Things go wrong. Our mindset is, if I was better, it would be better. Mom left because of me. Dad left because of me. Mom and dad are fighting. I should be better. I should be different. I am too this. I am too that. I'm too much that. I'm too much that. I'm too much that. I should be less. I should be less annoying. I should be less visible. I should be less of a trouble. Yeah. We start to put all those limiting beliefs on ourselves. And that's where it starts. Right there. That's where it starts. And before we know it, we have something that's going on in our body that says to us, something really, really out of, out of sync here with how you think about yourself. And it, it's a big journey to get past it. It is quite a journey. And I think it takes time and years for you to feel, to get past whatever you're dealing with and stuff. But what are like some steps that people could do to start working through it? I think it's really important that people get support. You you know, regular people out there don't know how to support us because we all codependent. We all say rubbish things to each other like, oh, oh no, I shouldn't have. And poor you, and no, that's so unfair. And all of that's really, really codependent talk. It's not the kind of stuff we need in order to heal. It puts us in a victim place instead of putting us in a self-empowered place. So we do need support of people who are a few steps ahead of us. That helps. And, and, and people who, who've been through it and people who can show us our blind spots, because we have so many blind spots about what is really going on in our lives. And we have stories we tell ourselves and we believe it. But um, so first of all, be ready. Become teachable. That's the first thing we have to do. It's, it's weird. The teachers appear when we are ready. So when we are ready and we are teachable and we are willing to try something different, then we can be helped. That's probably more important than anything else. And then make sure that you read or follow podcasts or um, find people, find groups where the people are aligned with where you want to go. Not where you are or where you are stuck because there are groups like that where, where people are just stuck. But we where the people are already where you want to go because you need examples and you need people to help you to get there. Um, if you do one thing for yourself, and that is to watch your language and make sure that you do not speak about yourself in a negative way. 
You are not lazy, fat, stupid cow. You're an amazing person. You're the only one who can be you. And you were born amazing. You were born unique. You were born special. And you may not know this as an adult, but I promise you, if you go and look at your baby photo and you put all of those little babies in a circle, you cannot tell yourself you, you were born a lazy, fat, stupid cow. You cannot do that because that baby was born exactly the same as everybody else and, and should have the same chance and the same right to be loved and accepted. So we have to start there. We have to start with self-love, self-acceptance. And, and in order to do that, the easiest thing to do, it's a bad habit, but it's the easiest first thing to do is to watch our language when we address ourselves. Those are some great tips. I would love to know, why did you decide to have all of us authors write the book and tell our stories? Sorry, Amanda, I missed that question. Uh, why, why did you decide to have a book called Trauma to Triumph? I have known um, five or six of those authors for a while. I've, I've known their stories. And so I've wanted to do a book with him. And then I started looking for other people that um, has a similar story. And I know something for sure. That is, sometimes if I tell my story, I may not be the one who resonates with you. I can't, I'm not Nutella. I can't help everyone. I, I can't be the one who knows everything about every thing and be a specialist in everything so that's why we have different people we have Arfi who's telling her story of how her, her father uh, abused her and Toby who had the eating disorder and her mother told her as a little, little kid you are fat and we have you and you specialize in autoimmune disease and you've you've you have walked the walk and you've been through it and so everybody's got their own story Everybody there has got a personal story that is strong and focused. And I think when you put away together all these stories, because it's not just the stories, it's the best tips. It is what are what if what is your life lessons? Give us tips so it's, it's easy to digest. It is it is not a long story, it's it's short chapters. It's easy, but it, it's a collective wisdom. It's not just one person. So I know that anybody going through it is going to relate to the stories, but people are also going to say, this one is speaking to me personally. I understand what it is to be bulimic. I understand what it is if this happened in my life. Because So I, we're all going to connect to different people. All in all, it's an amazing, amazing bunch of people and a really helpful book. I'm very proud to be associated with it. And thank you so much for asking me to be part of it. Is there any last tips that you would like to share to help people move past the trauma? You know, you can keep me busy here for about three, four hours with all the tips. Um, I, um, I have another book out, which is Hamster Wheel Relationships. And it's all about really our own patterns. So 
all of us have got patterns. And once we stop running on that hamster wheel nonstop, 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 we actually stop long enough to just stop and look at what we're really doing. We can start seeing our patterns because we repeat the same dysfunctional stuff over and over and over. If we are willing to step out of it and look at it, and we are willing to stop blaming other people, we can start to see that there is one common denominator in all of our patterns, and that's always ourselves. And if we become the person who starts looking at ourselves and we change our, our rhetoric, our dialogue from this one did this to me and that one did that and that one should be like that and that shouldn't be like that, and we start saying, what can I do differently? That is the most powerful question in the world. There's no more question, no powerful question that comes nearly close to this. What is it that I can do differently? Because whenever you do one thing differently, you get a different result. It doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to have the best possible outcome, but it's already better than just repeating the same hamster wheel time after time. So that's my 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 super hint, my super tip. I love that tip. Everybody can start on that tip right away. By the way, I made a, a list of 25 super questions like this one um, that I have put in the front of a book where anybody can go and they can go and download it. And they can work through those 25 super questions. And anybody who's worked through that 25 super questions, they are strong questions. They are thought-provoking questions. They are not fluffy. They are really there so that people can stop for a minute and step back and take a really good look at what it is that they are part of and what it is that they want to create. Because that's always our power to change what we want to create and to become aware of what we can do different. Well, thank you so much. I'll put both of those book links in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on. My big pleasure. We've been trying for a year, so it's a very big day. <laughs> Perfect timing too.